Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome to NBA Today with Malika Andrews, live from Los Angeles. Coming up on NBA Today, Anthony Davis's domination continued this weekend. Could this turnaround be permanent for the Lakers? And Big Perk tells us where the big man ranks on his big list. Plus, the Celtics, they sit firmly atop the league. Why this version of Boston may be better than last season. Also, our panel reacts to Trey Young's absence in last night's Hawks-Nuggets game. NBA Today starts right now. Welcome to NBA Today. I'm Malika Andrews. Happy Monday, everyone. I hope everyone enjoyed their weekend alongside Janae Agumake, Ramona Shelburne, and Richard Jefferson. How was your weekend? Oh, it was outstanding. Highlight? Yes. Well, there were plenty of highlights around the NBA. There were plenty of big performances from over the weekend, but perhaps none bigger than Anthony Davis and what he did last night. Fresh off a 44-point performance against the Bucks on Friday, he kept it rolling against the Washington Wizards. Let's pick this up in the second, Richard. And let me say this. Despite what we show, the Washington Wizards did score points, but we're going to focus on the 55 that Anthony Davis did. He just did it in every way possible. Look, a step back. This is over Porzingis, the, the man formerly known as the Unicorn. We don't call him a Unicorn no more. That's Wemby. Yeah, that's Wemby. <laughs> but going ahead to the third quarter, the Lakers up big, but Anthony Davis' big performance continued. Sticks with it. Oh! Put it on their head! A little, little extra on that one. As you can see, look, good offensive rebound, and that's an and one! He was Foul three times. That's the grown man business we've been talking about, AD. He knows it. Play shakes in the rim. Yeah, that's a grown man finish. My goodness. Russell Westbrook hands it off. Ooh, gets the friendly roll to go. So through the first three quarters, Anthony Davis had just a casual 41 points. Yeah, it was ridiculous. And look, his game was so complete. He was nine for nine from the free throw line, two for three from three. But he was just oh finishing at another level. Watch this ball at the top of the yeah. top of the square. Leaning back, it was the top of the square. And then one minute later, Davis down low, <laughs> waits for it. Finish. I, yeah, it, it's pretty. At, at this point, time, there's nothing else that we can say except his dominance is at the highest it has been since he's been a Laker. I would even say we haven't seen numbers even comparable to this. Probably closer going back to the Pelican days. We, we haven't seen Anthony Davis play like this for two years. 55 points, 17 rebounds. Take a listen to what the Lakers had to say about Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis, 55 points. Now with a mindset of just dominating and just been feeling really good, confident in all my shots. I'm just trying to do my part. We need AD to be special in order for us to get to where we need to get to. Yeah, he wants it. He wants to be that guy. He wants to be the guy for the team. He's totally picked up the torch and he's running with it and he's bringing us all along for the ride. It's great to see. <laughs> He's been unbelievable, man. Playing like MVP of this league. Straight diamonds. Whew. 
so Chanae, Anthony Davis, 10th player in NBA history to average 35 points and 15 rebounds over a nine-game span, Ooh. by the way, that joins the list of nine Hall of Famers. But offensively, what did you see? How did he get it done? Oh, my goodness. He's been fantastic. And this is the Anthony Davis that we have been waiting for. Yes, ma'am. He's played through some nicks and some knacks, and it has absolutely paid off. But where has he been a straight beast? It's been the paint right here. Not only is he leading the league in paint points during this nine-game stretch, this is the most paint points he's ever scored in a nine-game stretch Worth? in his career. So let's look at these two key plays let's right see here. It, sis. All right. As these plays get started, you'll see he's late to enter the court, but then there's a pick and roll, right? And look at this right here. It actually works and stops. Lovely. You see a number of players are really gravitating towards him. One, yeah. two, three, three players that are high because AD is so talented. But his teammate Russ does a great job of reading, attacking that empty paint, dropping it off. By the way, 15 assists Russell Westbrook off the bench, the most by a Laker since 1985. Michael Cooper, Coach Cooper. But this is the guy who's been a beast in the paint, and he's taking names, and everyone loves to see this because finally he's healthy, and they're finally running the offense mm. through him. Now this next play, you saw you know, in the Bucks game, it was a lot of pick and roll with LeBron. Again, pick and roll this time on the left side with Russ. How do you adjust if you're Chris Stats Porzingis? You do exactly this. You're in an ice position where you're in drop coverage. This is not football, this is basketball. You're in drop coverage, which means you have a split second to make a decision with this dime from Russ and a beautiful floater right there. This is Anthony Davis. He's finally found his touch. He's found right. his rhythm. And one thing that I noticed, Malika, about AD, a lot of times when he's trailing uh, up the floor, he'll be wide open from three. He does not force it. Mm. He gets his rhythm, lets the play initiate, and then that natural movement, that natural you know, uh, you know, uh, evolution of his game has amounted in just him being able to finish in a way that we've sort of seen. Like, what did you say, Richard? We haven't seen it in two years. Right. So it's been great. And, and guess what happened two years ago, 2020? Uh, who, who won the championship that year? Oh, yeah, yeah it, it was the Los Angeles Lakers. He's getting it done on the defensive end, though. You can see there, 2.9 blocks per game, the second most in the NBA during this last nine-game span. His numbers have been absolutely incredible across the board, but if we're talking big men, I think we need to bring in our resident big man, one Mr. Kendrick Perkins, because, Perk, AD, he was your preseason MVP. We saw your whole list. We don't need to dig back into that ballot all over again, but, sir, do you have a big list of big mm -hmm. men for us? Where does AD fall on that list? Well, let the big fella take the mic for a minute and represent for the big. So, look, going at number five, right? I'm going my top five bigs over the last five games who have been showing up and showing out. At number five, I'm going with Bam, down to South Beach, them goons from Dade County. He has elevated his game tremendously, averaging over 27 points per game, doing his thing. I was critical of him. He's rose to the occasion. Then we got to go down to the big Philly, Joel Lee. And be out there handing people those 40 pieces on the regular. All flats. Spicy. <laughs> or do they, do they have Philly cheesesteaks? Maybe we should go with Philly cheesesteaks on that one. Number three Boy, on our list. We can't disrespect and go away from Big Jokic. Yes, he's been quiet. We haven't been talking about him, but he's still putting up 25 and 12 a night with the dimes. Team Whack Body. He must be on the list. He represents for guys like myself. Team Whack Body. Oh, and then God. number two. And number two. Bring it on. Here we go. Go. Greek freak, Giannis Antetokounmpo, dominating a walking 30, 12 a night. The most no, dominant player in the him. NBA. Who said you need skills when you got Giannis Antetokounmpo snatching the screws out the rim every single time down the, uh, down the court? Number one. Number one. 
Run it. That's enough for Giannis. Number one. Here we go. <laughs> Anthony Marshawn Davis Jr. in the building. I'm mad I went away from him on my MVP pick, but he's showing up. He's showing out. He representing in great fashion. They making the emphasis to run the offense through him, and he's giving everybody that work. So here's my list right now over mm. the bigs that's been balling over the last over the last couple of days, or should I say, week or so. Big man or in the building. Here's the deal. Well, we're not going to dive into the fact that uh, Anthony Davis wasn't on mm. your MVP list when we talked about it last week, and Giannis was, and now Anthony <laughs> Davis ever. Because now, now you yeah. got my wheels turning. I'm yeah. wondering where he is on your MVP list. But I'm going to put a pin in that for one second because you yeah. weren't the only one calling for more assertiveness from Anthony Davis. This was from our show last week. Anthony Davis being Anthony Davis, Alpha Dog 1, the go-to guy. And it must continue to be that way, in my opinion, for the Lakers to continue to have success. We already know LeBron can take over games whenever he wants, but he has to remain patient, allow Anthony Davis to be this guy that he's being because he's dominating on, on the glass. He's dominating in the paint. He's getting guys involved. He's doing it all. And he was doing that when LeBron James was out. And my question was, can they do it together? Can they coexist together? And we're seeing him right now take over and keeping that mentality. Keep that mentality, big dog. See what happens. I mean, ask and you shall receive Vince Carter, Keep Ramona Shelburne, big dog. <laughs> Richard Jefferson. Vince, I mean, you asked for it. Now that you've seen Anthony Davis yeah. assert himself a little bit more, has this changed how you're thinking about the ceiling for this Lakers team? I mean, it changes the ceilings for sure. It gives mm. them an opportunity because they're, they're doing it the right way. Guys are sacrificing for the good of the team. We said Russell Westbrook has done his part, so we can't talk about Russell Westbrook. Now it's time to allow Anthony Davis to be Anthony Davis. He's done his part. Now it's time to uh, LeBron James. Can you allow Anthony Davis to be that dog he's becoming? And he is becoming the big dog on campus. And I like for, for what AD is doing is He's asserted himself by developing the mentality, the killer mentality, by going into the post, mid-range first, then working your way out to the finesse game. And I think that develops the mentality earlier, like, I'm going to kill. And that's where 55 points, that's where it's coming, like 64.8% field goal shooting. Like, that's where that comes from, by developing the right mentality early in the game. And then you can go from where in the world's your oyster after that. Mm. Well, Richard, when uh, Perk was talking, you were smiling and nodding and maybe even agreeing a little bit with Kevin? No, I, look, like, yeah, Perk, sometimes he will take <laughs> the layup. Yes. He will take the layup <laughs> versus, like, he's like, well, Anthony Davis has been the best <laughs> big man in basketball. It's like, thanks, the Perk. That's, yeah, the list was on point compared to last week, but this is what I want to say, right? This is what I want to say. What Anthony Davis has done is what the Lakers have always needed. This mm. has always been the plan. Now, we're not even, I'm not even talking about the 55s and the 44s. We're talking about just dominance on both ends of the floor. Being in the – forget the defensive player of the year, Wraith. He has the, he has the talent to be an MVP candidate. For long before he ever showed up in a Laker uniform, it was he was a top five talent. Yeah. He was a quote-unquote fringe of being a top five player. He had been first team All-NBA. And since the championship, he had completely regressed. Now, the guys that he had regressed, it was Jokic, it was Giannis, and it was Embiid. There are two MV three MVPs between that group, mm. and, and then Embiid was runner-up two of those years. So it was like those guys had set themselves apart. Anthony Davis is doing everything that everyone believes he can do to get back to that level of being an MVP candidate and one of the top five to ten players in this league. Well, and that's what the Lakers are going to need if they want to achieve the, the playoffs, let alone a championship, which is what we all know when this roster was constructed, what they aspire to. But when you're 
looking at Anthony Davis's play, Ramona, I'm thinking about the health issues he's yeah. had in the past. What happened behind the scenes that has gone into him being able to take this step forward? I mean, when, when he's had this lower back injury all year long, and he's finally feeling better. And when you have a lower back injury, you just don't move as well. He wasn't getting into the paint with purpose. And now, look at those highlights we just played. He's he's when he's rolling, he's rolling with purpose. Mm. His teammates are looking for him. How many alley oops did you show where he was getting up up above the rim? When your lower back is hurting, you tend to float and you you don't roll with purpose. He he is aggressive now, and they are looking for him. The Lakers are also doing an incredible job of taking care of the ball. What do we talk about the first week of the season? Shooting too many threes, not making hardly any of them, and not taking care of the ball. Last three games, 26 turnovers in three games. Mm. Three games. That's sometimes that's a game for when a team. When the league has been putting an emphasis, as we've seen, on calling turnovers, that's incredibly impressive. The Lakers eight and two over these last ten games. I mean, if they can keep this up, watch out. This is going to be fun. Uh, still to come on NBA mm-hmm. Today, John Morant. He did something that he's never done in his entire career. Find out what that is. That's coming up next. Plus, James Harden. He makes his return tonight in Houston. Ooh. That's for ah. City today. What we can expect out of the former MVP coming off of his injury. And it was six years ago today that Klay Thompson scored a cool 60 points on only 11 dribbles. We talk everything Warriors. They're in action tonight. NBA Today, back after the break. One of the 75 greatest. (laughs) Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Welcome back to NBA Today. The Celtics visiting Brooklyn last night. Let's head there now. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown versus Kevin Durant and Royce O'Neal. We start in the third quarter. The Nets down 10 at this point. Kevin Durant gets to a spot, elevates, hits it. Yeah, Kevin Durant has been playing. Look, he's been doing what Kevin Durant does. Now, this Boston team, though, this Boston team, you can see it. That's great one-on-one defense there by Williams. Still nothing you could do against Kevin Durant, but they were just struggling the ball. They were throwing the ball all over the place. That was the thing, and you cannot do that against this Boston team because they will move it and make you pay. Al Horford, congratulations on that contract, big fella. Every pin, I think he's still underpaid because watch what he's able to do. Able to hold down Anthony, or excuse me, Kevin Durant. I've been saying his name so much, and then look, it's able to lead to transition breaks there, and so he just does so much for their team. And 
this Boston team is complete. All the extra things. Just watch this. You can't do that against Silly. the Boston Celtics. Brown, 34 points. Celtics up at this point. I mean, it felt like every time, Shanae, the Nets would close the gap, they would do something like this. Yeah, I mean, you can't beat yourselves against the Celtics. If you give them turnovers, if you play lax, if, you know, on offense or even defense, they're going to capitalize. But that guy has just been different this year. Jason Tatum, 29 points, eight straight win against the Nets. And Steve, senior writer Mark Spears is joining the conversation as we talk a little bit about the best team in the NBA because the Celtics, they just continue to roll through the league. Perk, I'm afraid to even ask this, but is this team that we are seeing right now better than the version that made the finals? Yes. Yes. I said this last week to you, Malika. This team right now, currently constructed, when we bought our tw- my tweet up, this team, with the way that Jason Tatum is playing, the way that Jalen Brown is playing, is better than that team from last year. The mm. addition of Malcolm Brogdon. Grant, William, Grant Williams has added to his game. He has been the ultimate role player. And then on top of that, Marcus Smart. They won that game last night without Marcus Smart, okay? You forget they have Derrick White. And they don't even have Robert Williams yet, right? So with this team and the growth of their dynamic duo, the best duo in the league, and Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, yes, they are better than uh, last year, and they should be the favorites to win it this year, which I feel like they are. No, I, 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 I could not agree more with Perk. They are a much better team this year. And oh. one of the things that we have to understand here, too, is, yeah, look, Perk, rarely you will say something that is – that is respectable. He's got two of them so yeah, far. He's got, yeah, he's, he is on twice. fire. This has been a Monday. It's like him and Anthony Davis have been the hottest people, you know, <laughs> like this weekend. So my thing is this. When you look at the Celtics, they really started taking off around the first of the year. That's when they took off. So now they've started the season the way they finished the season, and they've improved on so many things. They've added, a, they have a much better roster. And the thing that I must talk about, though, and that, that, that makes me a little concerned, I think their path could be harder to win a championship and to get there. That's the only difference Explain. so that they will have to be better. Because I'm going to say hypothetically going against Giannis yeah, with Chris Middleton. Right, yeah. Which right I, there, want I want it. I want to see it. Yeah. <laughs> Defend, they were the defending champions before that, and they always say, hey, you don't you don't count out the champs, but the, camp, the champs have not been beaten whole. That's something that we need to remember. And the Boston Celtics, they are a better team. I think they went into the offseason understanding that they need to improve, and when you improve on greatness, it can be special, and right now they're special. So basically what Richard said was January 1 of this year, 2022, we all saw that they became the number one defense, mm. but also this year, this season, we're seeing them become the number one offense. Mm-hmm. And what have they done? They've started knocking down a tremendous amount of threes are almost like 3.5 almost four more threes per game which you might say like oh that's not a lot that's almost like a 10 point swing that can guarantee you win games 16.8 threes per game lead the NBA also you have to talk about addition right of Malcolm Brogdon yeah. who is by the way leading the league in three point field goal percentage <laughs> so you have a guy that gives you 14 and four and you have an identity on both ends of the floor and you cannot ignore the role that Joe Missoula has done really just commandeering yeah. and steering the ship and getting the best out of all their players on both ends without one of their best defensive players. Absolutely. And so I feel like I'm bleeding green today because I love this team. They show up. They show out. They hold things down. And Perk, I'm on your energy. I'm on your energy. I feel you. Perk is ready. What are they called? Duck boats, Perk? Uh, Perk, uh, Perk's we're ready to welcome you on to one of those. You mentioned it though, Janae. The mugglass duck boats. (laughs) (laughs) Joe Mazzula, he was named the coach of the month for November, Mark. How important, you chatted with him recently, has his role been for the Celtics' success this year? (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, you know, we can't ignore the elephant in the room that, uh, you know, with Ami Udoka being suspended and not being there. And then you bring in this Division II coach. Uh, well, coach that had Division II experience as a head coach, and that was it. But from the moment he walked in, Jason told, Tatum told me he was impressed by how Joe wasn't trying to be somebody he wasn't. And he wasn't trying to get them to, like, forget Ime. Like, he wanted them to you know, be honest with each other. He wanted it to be a collaboration. He he wants them to be honest without emotion, and he's not trying to make guys feel a certain way just because now he's the coach. And it's worked. He's the, he's the coach of the month uh, for the Eastern Conference, and, and we got to give him his respect. Mm. I mean, this is a guy that was on the back of the bench. Now he's on the front, and you get this big team, and, you know, if, if they were struggling, he was going to get beat up, and this was going to get questioned. <laughs> but right now, Joe Mazzulla is doing a coach of the year. Forget coach of the month. He's, he's coaching like a coach of the year right now. He's absolutely. I mean, coach of the season. Yeah, I mean, he's been guiding this team so mm -hmm. incredibly well, coaching this team incredibly well. Ryan Rucco told an interesting story on the Nets on Yes broadcast perk. He talked about the similarities between uh, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown's off seasons. And he said essentially that every time he'd hear from these guys when they would be talking about, oh, you had such a great – congratulations. This is a great run to the finals. Congratulations. That almost – bugged him perk it bugged them because they didn't want to be congratulated on that they wanted to be the, the, it's fuel to get to that mountaintop yeah it, it is and we t we heard Jason Tatum talk about it so much about how he had a miserable offseason and you know how it haunted him how he played in the finals but let me let me bring something to light mm. the thing that I love most about Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown is their work ethic Every single practice that they have, those guys go at it one-on-one, and it shows in their game. And now you add Marcus Smart into that mix, they all be competing at an extremely high level. And then to give more credit to Coach Missoula, last night I was watching the Celtics play the Nets last night, and I saw, this, I saw the Nets jump out on an 11-2 run. Most coaches, young coaches, would have called the timeout. Missoula let them fight through it. And I heard Scalabrini on the broadcast said that he didn't want to call timeouts in situations like that. He wanted them to figure things out and mm. figure how to fight through it on the floor together as young leaders. And they did that. By the time the timeout did come, the Celtics had the lead. It was 16 to 11. That's growth, and that's showing that you trust into those guys to not only lead, but to fight through things and lead by example. Well, the Celtics, they face the Toronto Raptors tonight at 7.30 Eastern. Fun fact, uh, this is the first time all season that they have not been favored heading into this game. And the injury report isn't even going crazy, so I'm not sure I understand that one. Atlanta uh, Still ahead, though, on NBA Today, what is going on in Atlanta? Oh, is goodness. it a big deal, a little deal, or no deal that Trey skipped Friday's game? Our panel answers those questions. Plus, everyone remembers Houston Harden. He makes his return in the city where he had so much success, we discuss. And this weekend, it had so many plays that are worthy of top of the top, but find out which one's made the cut. We'll be right back. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! 
The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Welcome back to NBA Today. Keep feeding AD. I mean, as simple as that. Anthony Davis rocks the rim with a board. There it is. There's the 55. Anthony Davis. 55 points. Don't ever see it's over. Raise it to the moonlight. And I'm speeding. I'm ready to the stars. Ready to go far. weekend it was but Friday night you may have noticed Trey Young was a late rule out by the Hawks prior to their home matchup against the Nuggets for what was at the time listed as a shoulder injury but there's more to that story the Hawks did win the game without Trey 117-109 for more on Trey Young I want to bring back in our Anscape senior writer Mark Spears and just start there what caused Trey to miss this game Mark? Well, Trey was getting treatment on his shoulder on Friday morning. Uh, Hawks coach Nate McMillan came into the training room and asked Trey if he was going to take part in the walkthrough for that night's game against the Nuggets. You know, McMillan's policy is that if a starter doesn't take part in the walkthrough, they can't start. So McMillan asked Trey if he was going to take part in the walkthrough to play Friday. Trey told him, I said, well, I guess if I'm getting treatment, I can't play. And so Trey leaves. His agent ends up talking to the Hawks and communicates to Trey that either he will come off the bench or Nate wants him to stay home. So Trey took the option to stay home. Uh, that, that apparently was a miscommunication. Um, Trey said after this morning shoot around, he said, I don't necessarily agree, disagree with the choice that I've made to not go to the game. And he said it was a mutual decision between him and the coach. And, uh, you know, this morning or on Saturday, they talked on Sunday. They talked at practice. They talked to shoot around. They didn't talk Saturday, but they've talked twice. They're on the same page. They're, they definitely want to move on, but they're both basically irked about the report coming out, getting leaked, curious to how it came out. Um, Trey said it was an unfortunate matter that went public, um, and he was questioned about his leadership this morning, and he actually mentioned guys like Vince Carter, guys that have looked over him through the years, old teammates, and he said, you know what, this is something that he has to continue to get better in, and uh, he expects to play 
tonight uh, against Oklahoma City, but obviously uh, this whole thing was a mess, and um, it's uh, <laughs> we'll see where they go from here. But they feel like if it didn't get leaked out, we wouldn't be talked about it, talking mm. about it right now. Okay, expects to play tonight, Mark. Thank you for all of that. Uh, here a lot was, going on. Yeah, there's a lot going on, <laughs> yeah. and when there's a lot going on, that's when Kendrick Perkins takes to Twitter, and this is what he tweeted. <laughs> he wrote, "Quote: What's going on in Atlanta?" Franchise players getting treated like the 14th man. Players leaking info to the media on their own teammates. Tomorrow can't come fast enough. Carry on. Hashtag NBA today. Well, tomorrow is today, as you tweeted that yesterday. So, Perk, your thoughts on Trey Young not being at Friday's game? Well, three things. One, Trey was wrong, okay? He was wrong to the point that he should have showed up to the game. That's just my opinion. That's the only thing that Trey Young was wrong about. The second thing, if you're going to leak something to the media, don't be a source. Put your name behind it. That's a coward move. Don't be a source and leak it and say, oh, don't tell, don't tell them I told you that. That's bad for the locker room. The third thing, if you're going to address somebody, you do it to this fashion. Coach Nate McMillan, listen, my brother, I think you're a wonderful coach. But at the end of the day, you have to put your pride aside. This is not about you. This is not about your policy. We're talking about your franchise player in Trey Young, who you wanted to participate in shoot around that said he was getting treatment on his shoulder. You don't give him an ultimatum that he's either going to come off the bench or stay home. Trey Young has had your back since you took over this job. You have to do better. Is it a reason that you got fired from the Pacers after making the playoffs? Do you have a problem with having the, the guys in the locker room really like you as an individual? Sometimes you have to humble yourself. We all know that franchise players get treated differently. And so what? It's part of the game. They earned that right. That's why they get paid the big bucks. You have to deal with it. Sometimes you have to bend the rules. No, I'm glad you started off with, with Trey Young. And, and let me take people through. This is a, this is a co very more common than people think. Because when we go through shoot-around, if you're an injured player that might not, you, you know, you're dealing with something, you're walking through the assignments of offense and defense. It's, it's not a run-through. If you're getting treatment, you don't have to shoot. You don't have to lift. You don't have to do anything. You just have to walk through the defensive assignments that we're going to go through that night. You are going to help you and our team prepare. If you want to get treatment an hour before, you want to get treatment an hour after, fine. The 20 minutes that's on the court, he's not saying that you got to run and you got to shoot. You just have to be there while we're going through the defensive stuff. That's one. So when Trey was like, oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm getting treatment. Well, a lot of times coaches say that because they want you in there early or they want you in there late. They don't want you rolling in five minutes before talking about my shoulders hurt. It's like, well, did you get treatment? And it's like, oh, well, no, I didn't. Start. Anyways, the next part that I will say. If you are Nate McMillan, you have to be careful of losing your locker room both ways. You have to be careful of losing your locker room if you allow Trey Young to do something that you wouldn't allow the 14th man. Everyone should be treated not equally but fairly. And if this is something because, let me just talk about it, the Atlanta Hawks are still culture building. Yes, they had a great run a couple years ago, but if you look at their history, they haven't been a historically great franchise. Mm. Good, never great. So when I look at that, Nate McMillan has to do a much better job of making sure he doesn't lose that locker room. And that means, Trey, you are the best player. You are one of the best players in the league. You need to be held to the highest of standards. Yeah. 
the highest of standards, not just the, well, he's one of our better players, so we're going to not let him go through shoot-around because then it starts to happen. Then DeJounte Murray does that. Then John Collins might be like, well, if he's doing it, then I can do it. Then you start to lose the locker room. So you got to keep the same energy for everybody. Trey made a mistake. He owned up to it. But there's mistakes on both sides of this. Vince, you've actually spent time in this locker room. How do you make sense of all of this? There's a lot that was said here, and I agree. The one, number one thing, I, I per, like, like Perk said, he was wrong. Uh, I agree with Richard. Like, when you're injured, and we've all gone through, through this, you have to show – you're supposed to show up early. When you're injured, you show up early, whether you're the superstar or the guy that doesn't play. You're hurt, you come in early. You spoke, Everybody's usually or typically – in the building, on the court, around the court, doing shoot-up. You can't walk through it. You're at least out there listening. So that's where that comes from with, with Nate. My thing is, two things. You, you, a great point that RJ made. I think, one, you don't want, as a coach, to lose your locker room and your voice doesn't matter anymore. One. Two, as the best player, Trey Young, maybe he's not the vocal leader, but when you step into a, a huddle, when you step into that locker room, and you have something to say, whether your team is playing bad or your team is playing well, and you're trying to motivate, encourage, and there's separation or your voice doesn't matter anymore, that becomes a problem. That's where I think, like, like you said, RJ, this, this over years, it's been fragile because of things like that. Yes, you, you allow him. It's, it's a difference when you're the superstar, but you can't not show up. But, and I asked the panel, and I, I think I know the answer, but like this thing, Perk, you playing in the game, you know how you are about in your passion and love for the game, if your star player didn't show up, mm. how, would that, how, how would that bother you? Or you'd be like, all right, he the best, he the best player. It's all good. Well, no, you know, it's just like you still got to show up. That's all, I'm just, that's all I'm asking. Well, I, 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 agree, I agree with that part of it, but to sit up here and for both of y'all to sit up here and say that <laughs> players, franchise guys, don't get treated with special privileges is disturbing to me. Like I didn't play with no, so many Hall of Famers. That. I didn't been through. I didn't no been through. No, that, Richard is Michael, saying that. No, I'm not. I didn't been that. I, no, I, I'm not. I didn't been that. I didn't been that. I didn't walkthroughs, and I didn't been that walkthroughs with you sharing the same locker room, and we didn't seen our franchise guys sitting on the side getting iced, getting stemmed, doing walkthroughs, and talking on the court while they sitting on the sideline, RJ. So let's not make but this a big old there. deal about they're there, not going Perk. through walkthroughs. They walk are there. The key that you said, I've seen star players go through it in flip-flops. I've seen star players go through it in golf clothes because they're about to go play golf right after. But they were there. That's the key. And the second part, he wasn't on the court. And then after the, the beef that I think Nate McMillan and him both had, they, they are both uh, responsible for it. Mm. He doesn't show up and support his teammates. If you're not saying, hey, look, but I'm not going to play. I'm going to go think, to the locker room and sit I there. think it comes down to communication because what he did do was reach out to his teammates prior to he that did. and explain his point of view. And I think the only miss here, because we've heard Trey Young really talk about accountability mm. in the sense that, like, hey, I was not perfect here and he wants to be able to suit up. We haven't really heard it on the coach's side, like, to Perk's defense because I think coach needs to say, like, all right, I have this hard and fast rule right. where if you're not at shoot-around, you're not starting. But then we all understand that there's some extenuating circumstances 
circumstances because I'm a player that knows sometimes if I'm getting treatment based on time constraints or court constraints, okay, hey, maybe I'm questionable up into tips. So, like, they're, that on, thing is on, not black on. or white. So, context matters here, though, right? This is their fourth game in six nights. So, this right. it's not like there's a ton of time to be coming in early. They're in a tough stretch of the schedule. Exactly. Kirk, you played with a guy, though, who did not necessarily come, come to games when he was not playing. Kevin Garnett, I remember Doc Rivers, what, your coach that you frequently cite on this show, said, me and KG had a, it worked out where if he wasn't playing, I didn't even want to see him in the building because he was not fun to be around if he wasn't playing. And so that, to me, is a reflection of right. the, the, the relationship between Nate McMillan and Trey Young that needs to evolve where Doc was fine with KG doing that. Right. But Nate and Trey are not on the same page yeah, about how he needs yeah, to be well, well, uh, coming back with it. KG's at a different place. Yeah, wait, really quickly. <laughs> Trey is great. KG, yeah. KG is an MVP. He was all of the things. And, I'm, and look, I understand. There's some, some, some of it is like KG because you've played so much. Take yourself away from the game. My issue with Trey in this, and I think both of them are responsible for it. My biggest issue with Trey is take it all away. If you're not, if you're not, if you're going to get treatment, fine. Come out there during the walkthrough. You don't have to run. You don't have to shoot. Come out there during the walkthrough. Get treatment after. If you don't, if you don't, then then the coach's rule comes into play. He didn't just say if you're not going to do this, then then screw you. I may be. I mean, I may or be. Just, or just come early. Go ahead, wait, real quick. Or just come early. Just come early and say, "Hey, coach." Sure. You know, let him know early. You know, and that handles it, coach. I, you get there early, coach. My shoulder. You know. Mm. Hey, can, is, are you cool with me going to the back? Instead of, right. instead that's of all communication. That's it. That's what I'm but saying. Just ask that. Because if you have this conversation right. beforehand, all of this is set up. It's, it's understood, and then we don't hear about this. I may be oversimplifying this, but it seems a little bit like a case of maybe new school MBA, yep. old yes. school coach, and if there's a little bit more dialogue and between them. And they're the East right now. That's but guess all. what? Trey Young, the Hawks, they kick off our Wednesday NBA hey! doubleheader. They take on Julius Randle and the Knicks at 7.30 Eastern. Then, hey, Perk, it's Jason Tatum and the Celtics. They're Atlanta in Phoenix. Atlanta just got seven minutes on our show. Against Devin Booker yeah. and the Suns. Our coverage ships with NBA Countdown at 7 Eastern. What's up, guys? We'll be on that countdown. Oh, huh. <laughs> Coming up on NBA Today, Klay Thompson went off exactly six years ago today. Was it the most impressive shooting performance ever? We'll be back after the break. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. 
Welcome back to NBA Today. Let's go coast to coast and start with John Morant going for 33 and 10 in a win over the Pistons. That includes 21 points in the third, the most Jaw has ever scored in a quarter in his career. Perk, you think that he tops that number this season? Light work, light work. And the, yes, I get it was against the Pistons, but that was the same Pistons that just beat Luka Doncic in the Dallas Mavericks. Job wasn't happy. And he absolutely went off. All right, we'll keep it pushing, but we are going to stay. Oh, my gosh, that elevation. We're going to stay in the West. Dave Lillard returned from his calf injury after seven games out. He had 21 points, five threes in the win. Shanae, can Dame get Portland back into the top six here? Oh, absolutely. This has been a great opportunity for one guy by the name of Anthony Simons, who, mm. by the way, has been straight balling. Jeremy Grant has been doing his thing as well. So acclimating Dame where they are eight and four with him this season, that's on pace for second in the West if you were to stay out there. So I like this squad. Go Blake. Yeah, Grant, Grant <laughs> making a little case for for early All-Star. Well, oh, so well. and then did you see this? Jose Alvarado up, scored 38 points to beat the Nuggets, the most points by an undrafted player off the bench in NBA history. He also hit eight threes. Rick, where did this come from? I, look, he's been building, he's been working, and what I love about the organization of the Pelicans is that they're starting to look like a, a, a normal organization. Right? Yes. They got all-stars, <laughs> Zion's healthy, they, they, they've got great scouting, you're bringing Good in vets. guys, vets are playing well. All of a sudden, it's like, wait a second, these Pelicans, they're in second Did place! Did you get it? Here's Jose, 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 it. The win pushed the Pelicans to the two seed in the Western Conference, leapfrogging the Nuggets. You can see the entire playoff picture on your screen. But this segment is called Coast to Coast, and that was all on the Western Coastern Conference. So we're going to go to the Eastern Coastern Conference. James Harden said he's on pace to return to the Sixers lineup tonight. He's missed over a month with a foot strain. In that time, Philly has gone eight and six with the best defensive rating in the league. The Sixers are in Houston facing Harden's former squad. So Harden and Embiid. They've only played six games together this season with a little bit of mixed results, two and four in those games. Uh, Ramona, how should the Sixers reintegrate James Harden into the lineup here? Well, they've been playing really well while he's been out, and I think the, the issue for Harden is he's got to change his game a little bit to fit what they have been doing. James has never been a catch-and-shoot guy from outside. He's only he's, he's taken 77% of his three-pointers this year are one dribble or more. Only 1.2 catch-and-shoot catch threes a game. Hmm. This year, there's nine players on the Sixers who have more than that. Nine players. Even Joel Embiid is making two, is taking two, two catch and shoot threes a game. So he's got to be willing to catch it there because it changes the spacing. If he has the ball too long, right, and other players are not getting involved, but he does help guys like PJ Tucker, who's a catch and shoot guy. He does help a lot of the other players when he comes back. Embiid has to change as well. That pick and roll that was so good when they first got together, he's got to commit to rolling hard to the basket when he plays with James in that spot. It sounds so simple when you break yeah. it all down with the numbers like that. How, how simple is it actually when you see it on the floor? Well, actually, I think that this could be great for the longevity of his career, James mm. Harden, because when you think about catch and shoot, all you have to do is space and read, right? So if he's able to just embrace that idea of pop in, like I understand, but I also understand the James Harden aspect. His entire career, he's been an off-the-dribble rhythm type of shooter yep. and creator. So this is not something where it's like, oh, just catch and shoot. It's like this is just not natural for him. His go, like you don't realize as a shooter sometimes, like you see that right there, that little hezzy, that's where he wants to go to to get to the mid-range. And so to commit yourself to just shooting that three, 
I don't think it's going to be hard for him. It just needs to be a concerted effort. Mm. But I agree on the Joel Embiid front because he's been so great from all aspects of the floor. Sometimes you do need that reminder, like drag the defense down to make things easier. But like, why would you do that if you're like a bucket? Right. <laughs> well, 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 and my thing is this: they are two and four in in the games when he first came back, then he got hurt. Yep. Two and four is not a great sample size. No. With eight and six, they're, they're two games over 500 without him. If they are going to be an elite basketball team, if they're going to have a chance to get out of the Eastern Conference where Boston looks like the best team, Milwaukee is finally whole, if they are going to get out, they need to sit down, they need to look at each other, and I'm not saying literally, and realize that they need each other. They cannot do it without James Harden. James Harden can't accomplish the things that he wants to accomplish without maximizing his teammates. So, it's one of those things that James Harden does have to tweak his game. So do the 76ers. So does Joel Embiid because together you are better. Perk, real quick, last word on this. Well, he just have to trust and not just trust Joel Embiid. Like, being hurt, he had, a, he had an opportunity to sit on the sideline and, saw, and see what others could bring to the table, like Tobias Harris, like Montrez Harrell, like the kid Reeves that come in off the bench. Yep. And so now all of a sudden you come in and it's like, all right, I don't have to do as much. I don't have to dribble 20, 20 seconds out of 24 seconds. And I need to realize this. This is Joel Embiid team, period. And James Harden will be fine. But I love the transition that he's trying to make into actually being the point guard. He just don't need to dribble the air out the ball. Hmm. Well, and the 76ers and the Rockets, they tip off at 8 o'clock Eastern tonight. I'm so sorry. What? You what? know I had numbers of what, what Kirk was saying. Ramona had a really interesting you stat about, already. you know, the, the amount of time that James Harden has. It's about half of the possession he yeah. takes dribbling yeah. the ball. Yeah. There you go. Got to move. Coming up after the break, there were some ridiculous plays from the weekend, <laughs> and we've got them all. Keep it locked. NBA Today will be back right after the break. You're watching NBA Today. <laughs> Welcome back to NBA Today. Let's get to some top of the top from over. Ooh, I got my dancing weekend. shoes on. Let's go. Stop it. Top unicorn <laughs> Evan Bradley yes. dancing his way to the rim. In his dancing shoes. <laughs> Ooh, Euro? Looking oh. like a young Giannis out Whoa, there. Man, Bo this Bo. is insane. Yeah, that's just not that's not real basketball. What Bo Bull's able to do. I'm saying real as in like it's crazy. Uh, okay. It's Come on, man. All I want to do, do is make a face at you to make you nervous. I love nah, it. I just like, why I love it too. Like, like I'm do it crazy. again. Why do it again. All right, top chase down here. Oh, oh watch Giannis. That's a goaltending. There's a goaltending. That shouldn't. That that should have been two uh, points. It was still on its way. It's so pretty. It, yeah, I think it's still. But like, it was one of I those games. I tried my breast. Hey, they won the game though. So they aye. They aye. Yeah, they yeah. won. And it was a heck oh, of a win. And that was it. And Brooke Lopez had another great one yeah, right yeah. after Brooke, on AD. Brooke Lopez been blocking everything. You know what score he went to, Richard? I do not care. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's John Morant who doesn't care about the defender Ooh. in front of him. Oh. Oh, he brought that. He was walking. He skywalked. He took a whole step skywalking. Oh, Ooh, cross him over. Ooh. Oh, come on, man. Hey, Pistons, it's all right. It gets better. <laughs> John Morant, just, it, it, I mean, I every time. You guys know oh. how to say the Webb and Yamaha. 21 Thank points in all of them are highlights. Top alley-oop. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, they needed the Wizards needed to get some. I, look, if this was the worst thing, Anthony Davis barely missing. Look how far back. That's impressive. He got him back like he got, 10 he got, times over. Yeah, like, look. Well, and he was just named Player of the Week, so if this happens. Look at that. He's going to be all right. right. He's going to be, ah, be all right. All right, what do we got next? Ooh, let him next? know. 
I think we that don't got it. anything else next. No, We're going to be back in 60 seconds. We're back in 60 seconds? Yes, what? I'm about to move on. With your dancing shoes? It was just so much fun to watch. Pretty amazing performance. I think I took all good shots and I was in great rhythm. Quarter three. This is the greatest shooting performance in NBA history. I don't think it's even close. The way he was feeling it, I actually think he probably could have gotten a 75 or 80. 16, 29 minutes, is, it's not too bad. I'm satisfied with that. <laughs> so that was exactly six years ago today that uh, Clay, Trump's Clay Thompson dropped 60 points Clay in 29 Trump. minutes. It was against the Pacers. It was, I mean, was that the best offensive performance that we've seen, the best scoring performance that we've seen, Richard? Shooting. I got a Shooting lot of heat. Ball. I got a lot of heat because I said on Zach Lowe's podcast that if I needed one shot for my life and it was like a catch and shoot, you I might pick Clay Thompson. That's what oh, I said. I would pick I'm Clay not Thompson. mad at that, As though. a catch and shoot, the things that I've seen Clay do, he does hold the that. record for 14 threes. He holds that record. Then he did that. 60 points. He did 60 points on 11 because it was all catch and shoots or one dribble. That's where I was making that claim. I'm not saying anything that. different. Whew. Chanae? I'm not opposed to that. I would go Claire Steph. Oh, All right, Claire Steph. Wait, here we go. Wait, wait, if you're talking about catch or shoot, what, what's the best, you know, uh, uh, example? The 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 All right. Here we go. I want to show you guys something before we go off air, though, because, uh, Kendrick, you're looking really good today. Like, you were looking impeccable. Oh. The suit is good. The beard is good. Oh, no. Oh, no. My goodness. goodness. This guy right Come here, on. bro. <laughs> Why you on the air? I'm doing. Listen, you can't flex. I'm just saying, I'm getting some. I'm getting some that Vince and RJ can't get a half cut. It's cool. Sir, you are looking sharp. That was before we will the see Beijing you tomorrow too. with Richard Jefferson hosting. Richard. You see, you can't put lipstick on a pig.